0: We're asking the question, what is a biological? Why do I need them? When do I apply them? What do they do for me? You know, there is some skepticism out here, and we at Extreme Ag are addressing that right now. So we're not only asking the questions, we're going to get them answered. I've got whole Holganix guys here, Brian Moorfeld and Brian Hansel. And I've got an agronomic genius right here by buddy Mike Wingrove, who works alongside Kelly Garrett, and, of course, one of the original founders of Extreme Ag, Chad Henderson. All right, let's face it. I'm going to start off with my fan, Chad. Chad, you're the skeptical farmer sometimes, but you're a very forward-looking farmer. These things years ago, we addressed this all the time. Biologicals, then they became a dime a dozen. What do they do? Why do I need them? That's the questions we get asked. How do I use them? When do I apply them? More importantly, here I am in Iowa, some of the best soil in the United States of America. Does it need biologicals? Isn't it already good stuff? Just kind of give me an overview from your standpoint as the farmer.
1: I don't think it needs biologicals at all because I think they're making too much corn now.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, but no, I mean, you're right. I mean, we don't know. I mean, and we've talked about it before, like biologicals is almost a wild, wild west, you know, and farmers kind of get offensive, not offensive, but, you know, they're standoffish about it because we don't know. We can't test it. It's not something you can spray on and immediately see it, you know. Yes, you'll see it through root structure, but all farmers aren't going out there and doing root digs every day, you know. So that's, that's what it is. Yes, we need the biological. To break down. I mean, it's all about all the fertilities about plant availability, yes. and that's where we get into with biologicals. So we talked about the measurability, and if you look
0: on the camera, you'll see guys back here because they actually are digging in. They do have a soil probe. They are doing some metering of nutrients and resources. We're going to get into that in a different video. Let's face it, uh, you are in the ag retail business, Integrated Ag Solutions, and also you work alongside Kelly Garrett. You get your door banged on all the time. Organic, biological, biological, biological. you you got to use this stuff. Three more bushels, three more bushels. There's a reality here when you're over about soil biology, but do I need organics? This is amazing soil you have here.
3: Yeah, so with the biologicals, you're getting you're getting the activity in the soil, which is giving you more pore space, letting water water get into the soil, which is helping with root uptake, root stimulation for nutrients to come up. Um, like you said, people don't believe in biologicals yet or haven't seen the data to back it up. But when you do your root digs, you can actually see with the root mass all the different biologicals that are helping grow that mass, which in, in turn helps with nutrient uptake. One of the things we did in Alabama, Brian Morfeld, was that we did a root dig and we
0: saw this thing. And frankly, that's about the measuring we've seen up till now is, well, here's the non-treated and here's the trial treatment. You got twice as much root mass. That stuff I can see. I, I understand that. But what about all the stuff we learned in Agronomy 101, the chemistry, the the nutrients, and all that stuff? Take me there, Brian Hansen. Well,
4: again, I think the key thing about biologics, and this is what's going on in, in you know, in the marketplace is everybody's talking about them. And most of the products you're running across are some derivative of about 25 or 26 bacteria. And there's a lot of bacteria already in your soil. That's what's dominant,
0: right? Wait a minute. I think I heard once in one of these agronomic things, maybe Chad and I were there. They said there's like 10,000 microorganisms, maybe 20,000 microorganisms, some that we haven't even identified in the soil. And you're telling me, okay, we got these two dozen that are going to make a difference. You can see where the skepticism comes from specifically, what are those bacteria? And I guess, talk to me about the bacteria.
4: Well, and again, I think that's the key difference. So, if organics, why we're different is we have 800 species of microbes. Okay, Most of them are two 2,000. Okay. Right. And so, if you say, do you need them or not, you measure your soil. The good news is there's a lot of science, and Pattern Ag is one example, but there's a number of different tests. We have a, a actual one we do here in the field that measures the amount of microbial life in your soil. So, one thing is how much life do you have. The more you have, the better. It opens up your soil. But the other is biodiversity, and that's what's been missing for most people. So, as we till... As we put down chemicals, we're killing back some of those species. The ones that are most problematic are the big ones, right? So protists they are the largest. They're the biggest predators of bacteria, but a lot of fields don't have any at all, right? So if you're missing the biology, you know, that, that's the problem because you have a life cycle that should occur in your soil naturally. And if you're missing the fungi, if you're missing the protists, you don't have the, the full food chain because bacteria are most aggressive, right? So you put your nutrients down, bacteria are going to go consume them. And that's good. And that's what sometimes you'll see the, the root stimulation um, because the bacteria outcompete your plant to actually eat your, your inputs. And now your plant's hungry, so it's actually growing roots. And that's great. But inside of a bacteria, that nutrient still isn't available to the plant. You need predators of bacteria to actually release it. That's where fungi come in. That's where protists. That's where beneficial nematodes come in. And none of the other products in the market have those. So if you test your field and they don't exist, which most, even in Iowa, don't have protists, are lacking fungi and don't have the beneficial nematodes, Bio 800 brings all those to you. So now you have the seed stock, and then nature will start to feed those bugs, and that's when you get the benefit.
0: I think that there is something to this. I mean, I've read the the regenerative ag books and all that. We're going to go to the farmer from southeast Iowa. Is it true you evil farmers like you have killed off all the beneficial bacteria in our soil? You've over chemistried it?
2: Well, now that you ask, yes, we have killed all the all the good bodies. I'm saying
0: you are you work for this company on a distribu- distribution level,
2: but you are a farmer. You are, are a farmer farm. in Southeast Iowa. And the reason why I got into the biologicals or looked into the biologicals is my dad was talking that 40 out there did sixty bushel beans, you know? And and today I've been farming for twenty years and I'm still saying, that farm's still doing sixty bushel beans. Yeah. Everything was supposed to get better. Right. Like what is wrong? That's why I look, started looking into the biologicals.
0: One of the things, Chad Henderson, that Kelly and I talk a lot about, you talk a lot about as an extreme man guy, is we've probably been there on fertility. In fact, we've probably over fertilized because it's always easy to go to the co op, go to the ag retailer, and they'd love to say bulk pound, tons and tons of fertilizer. Comes in on a train, stick the stuff out there. It ain't about fertility. And also, we've probably over chemistried. Maybe we're guilty of that more in the 70s and 80s, early 90s. I think we might have. Under chemistry, I'm talking about chemicals, not chemistry in the soil. So am I right here? We're finally starting to figure this out. Less chemistry applied, more understanding chemistry of the soil, less fertilizer applied because we don't need more fertilizer to have fertility. Kind of help me out there from the farmer perspective.
1: Um, Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, as much as we want to go out there and just put out fertilizer, you know, we've we've talked about, you know, using the words and we talk about them all the time, you know, efficiency and, and, and this biological products help with that efficiency train. You know, they're all hand in hand. So yeah, we, we've, as far as going out and we've always put out, we just go out there and put the blend out and it's a blend, is a grand blend my granddaddy used because that 40 always made 60 bushel. That blend is working. So if we can get that blend to work, well now we're trying to, you know, do that with other things to make that more available. Whether it's, you know, feed having your biology and feeding it with sugars, carbon, things like that, really ramping it up, you know, and making those two go hand in hand, you know. and so. Fertilizer ain't always the way it's adding to anything to make bi- biology, the life cycle, the ground. I like we just gotta make it more healthier. Well, and I think the thing that really is tricky about this, and this is the
4: hardest conversation we have with farmers, is pulling back on fertilizer. <laughs> right? Because you know it does work. If you yep. put so much down, you're gonna get your 60 bushel. And I come to you as you know what, you need to pull back 10, 15%, right? Yeah. On your inputs. And the reason I'm telling you is you figured out that without good biology, that's what it how much fertilizer it takes. If you put that much fertilizer on that means that plant doesn't need to feed biology more because it's not reliant on it so when i put fresh biology down in your soil if you're still over fertilizing the the plant's not motivated to feed the bugs to grow them if it's hungry because it doesn't sense there's so much there then it's going to a a healthy plant will take 30 percent of the energy from the sun and put it into the into the soil to feed the biology to grow it so all we do is put down the seed stock if you put down our product and over fertilize you just waste your money Mm
1: Because the plant's not there to help me. I need the plant motivated to feed my boat. So at what point are y'all talking about then? A a farmer that comes along and y'all are talking about the whole point of, oh, well, then when am I going to deplete my soul? When do you get that question? So when am I going to deplete my soul? Because that's what we've always heard. Oh, son, you don't fertilize for two or three years, and you're not going to make anything. You know, you're just going to deplete your soul out of it. And I think the whole
4: conversation, let's go to the nitrogen, because it's an easy one everybody talks about, right? You got corn, you got nitrogen. So when you take this corn out of the field, you're taking about 0.66 pounds of nitrogen with you, right? Average farmer in this neck of the woods is putting a pound of nitrogen per bushel down. Yeah. So that's 35% more than you need. All we're saying is don't waste that 35%. Make sure what you do put down gets to the plant and that takes biology, but we know a lot of it leaches and disappears because you don't have the biology delivering it. You, you've got relying on over fertilizing. You're right, the big ag loves it. They'd love to yep. sell you that extra 35%. That's their margin, but realistically, to make a healthy plant and healthy soil, which is what we're trying to build is healthy soil, is you gotta have them working together. That means it needs to be motivated and not overfed. Because if you're sitting at a buffet, right, yep. you're not asking for help to oh, yeah. go yeah. get more it I got it food. It makes the so, plant lazy. It makes the plant lazy. Yep. So what we do is try to work with the farmer to get that right balance of the right amount of fertilizer so we're not stealing from the soil, but not too much, so I got a plant who's willing to build its soil.
0: Right, I like the song, but I wanna go back to the skeptical farmer because that's, that's where I hear this. We hear this Extreme Ag, like, all right, first off, you're an agronomy major from Iowa State University. It's a pretty it's a pretty prestigious ag school. Did they ever talk to you about the fungi content in soil when you took agronomy 101? No. Okay. So that's where we're going now with these biologicals. Is it real? Uh, because you know what? You're not that far removed from school. Like 11 years ago, you were a student, and they weren't talking about fungi, and they weren't talking about these... These uh, bacterial relationships and all that—they were talking
3: about, like you know, aggregate size and <laughs> nutrients, etc. Yeah, th- you, they focused a lot on like like they were talking about the nutrient removal rate that they took from their 180, 200 bushel corn and what you had to put back on there for commercial fertilizer to replace that. They weren't talking about the the back bacteria in the soil, the good, the bad, to help with help with all the things. So so my question is, if
0: 11 years ago they weren't teaching this at Iowa State University, it does make you realize why there's skepticism out here in Farmville, because we were were talking about it a decade ago at the agronomy program. What's the reality? Do I need this stuff?
3: Yeah, I do believe um, with what we're seeing with the biologicals, like I said, the rip mass, the activity in the soil, balancing the soil, like they were talking about, we don't need to put on that fertilizer to keep adding on top of it. We need to balance it, make it more available to the plant. All right, so then go ahead, Chad. I mean, you know what we're gonna see here is,
1: is to, to his point, is we're gonna see this, this, this a good base. You know a good we're not talking about here never using no synthetic fertilizer that's not what we're talking about you know and that's what people want to hear and want to shut out real quick now we're talking about getting that blend down to a good base blend using the money that's all we do in ag is we got this one pool of money here as a farmer and we got to shuffle that money around we ain't talking about spending no more money we're talking about pulling money and moving money around to make the to make the system work so the and, and i think on, and, and i right. think from the skeptical
4: side of this right is just that is and the other beauty of, of bugs are they're self-replicating so this is one input. If you put some money into it, when it gets in your ground, it'll multiply and it keeps growing based
1: on what that particular ground needs. Oh, right. Wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me that you can put it down there and I can't mess it up. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. You over fertilize, or, or, you're, or a steel to shake some steel might <laughs> get. And,
4: and you can tell, and you can do all kinds of things yep. to mess it up. Things kill bugs, yep. right? That's but, right. But That's it's right. a probiotic. I'm just making sure it was on the side. Yeah, plate, yeah, you man. Know. You get you get it in that soil, and it's going to grow, right? And and if you have the balance right, and that went. The beauty is, and you said, okay, do you keep using it forever? or What's the reality of it? Every year you're going to see improvement. And Brian, you've seen this as a farmer. Right? from year one to year two to year three you're seeing less fertilizer needs, better soil, and better yields, but is there a time we don't need to be adding it? I think yes. If we keep moving our farming practice in the right direction, you may not need my product, right, in five years if you've built your soil back up. But the did, challenge did up until take the
0: lesson from from the companies before you, like the fertilizer companies, is there a time you won't need me? No, you're gonna need more of me. You're gonna need more of me.
1: And this is gonna be a field by field basis. You yes. know, instead of a farm by farmer, or, or a region by region, we'll get it down to field by field or acre by acre. You know, it'll be like grid sampling, you know, we're we're turning things on and off.
4: Well, I think nature already does that for us. I think the beauty of our product is we're putting down the seeds. We're putting down live living organisms. Our product comes in a liquid. You put it on your farm. It You can smell it, it is alive, right? When it hits the ground, it starts to grow, right? And if this plant needs more of something, it's going to feed that species and it's continue to grow. And season on season, a healthy teaspoon of soil
0: should have a billion living bugs in it. Right, I guarantee you this doesn't. Yeah. You, you guarantee this doesn't. Okay, we're going to get there now. The next thing is, you talked a lot about your product. You know what? You're not the only biological company out there. Let's be let's be realistic yeah. here. You keep talking about your product. But I'm getting, when you grow over and I hear about a new biological about every week, so, do they work? Do, I mean, do I uh, do, and then how do I use them? I mean, it's, this is the questions you get asked. So, what do you think? Give me it from the agronomist, give me it from the farmer.
2: Well, I think uh, for the farmer aspect, like, there is a lot of biologicals out there. But they got, you know, 20 different products they are trying to get you to use, you know, like the pharmacy type. We got everything in one product.
0: All right. I want to go to this. Let's talk about the activity. You keep talking about it. spurs on biological activity. What about earthworms? Is is it? it, Can you prove? Can we prove that it does anything for the earthworm activity? Can we do this for porosity? For
3: uh, for absorption rate? I want to talk about what it does because I'm the skeptical farmer. What the? So the pore space, like I explained earlier, you're getting water into the soil. You're advancing that biological activity, which is helping with your nutrient uptake into the roots. Um, The skeptical farmer aspect is, you know. A lot of biologicals say, yeah, that their biology lives no matter what you do. Well, you gotta kind of be concerned with that. If you dump it in the wrong water source, does it kill that biology right away? How does that differ? Yeah, we've, heard, we've heard about that. I'm going
0: to be the skeptical farmer once again. Maybe I don't need porosity issues. I don't have porosity issues because I, I no-till and I don't have compacted soil. Answer me that.
4: So, again, well, like, it's ironic. Then you don't need any more money. Go ahead
1: Yeah, not,
4: uh, I But I'm telling you, it's like no-till does not automatically open your soil up, right? You still need the biology. So, the funny thing, you know, we got guys walking around this field right now. You know what they're measuring? Bulk density to see is the porosity actually working. Are we making a difference? Are we, we- increasing porosity? Right, so we're opening up the soil. So if we get an inch and a half of rain in the next hour, you want to make sure it stays in this field that runs down right. that hill. Our soil will hold on to it, and we measure it to make sure that we're actually having that impact. We're we talked brilliant. about earthworms just to finish that point that you made. protists are the favorite food of an earthworm. Most fields are missing protus. Right, we have over eighty species of protists in our product to get back in your soil, so you will absolutely see it at all levels up
0: through your earthworm. All right, so answer me this: You, this, you were the farmer. Um, We asked we said we're gonna set to answer some questions. How do I use this stuff? How do I start? I don't use any biologicals right now. You've convinced me and and without it being yours any any biological. How do I start?
1: Oh, man, where do I start? Where did you start? Well, so I dumped in the planter and look it started foaming out the top. No, we had, a, we had a real good, we, so we took it, we put it in the in-furrow system because they wanted it as close to the seed as possible. So that's where we're getting our start at. You know, we got a root system, we wanted as close to the seed as possible, and we took off from there. Um, with this product, the next step will be with the herbicide application, right? I mean, that's what we was looking at. So, but but I was, you know, we want it in that zone. That's where it's at. You know, yeah, we want to treat outside, but we're working on the root zone first and work our way out, right? Okay, so I- how
2: would we it, start? And we wanted to make it easiest for the farmer as possible. Like, we did not want the farmer to change anything that they do.
0: All right, so I take your product and I dump it in where? I dump it in a planter? You either put it in the planter in furrow
2: or you put it with any of your chemicals.
0: And you're the guy that's selling it to, to farmers. And you're selling the to farmers. If I want to start, I'm going to experiment starting next season or even this season Biologicals. Where do you? What do you direct me to do?
3: How do you inform me to be a better farmer using biologicals? First off, I'd make sure it mixes well with the chemistry they're using because if if we gunk up their sprayer, that is, and that's not a good day. Then <laughs> I'll never use it again. Then right. I'm going to say, see, I, I I was right all along because that's
0: how skepticism works. All right, I'll try it. And it sucked. I'm never going to do it again. That's what right. you're talking about. All right, so you're going
3: to make sure it's compatible. Next. We're going to make sure the timing's right. Um, make sure that timing's correct and make sure let's have a. A point of action, what we want to accomplish with it. But if I come to you this time of year, you, Brian, this time of year, and I say, you
0: know what? I think maybe biological's are the route, and, and it's mid-season. Do I have an option to use it then? Did you, did you do many bang for the buck mid-season? For us, we wouldn't waste your money. We wouldn't waste your money, right? So,
4: again, if, if you ask the question of what you should look for, if I'm getting started, there are, as Brian, as Brian mentioned here, there's a couple of approaches. There's biologics, bio, 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 sorry, that do one job. And if you have one thing you're trying to do, you can choose that and then you know bet on that outcome. We're trying to build soil health. So ours is a different, different animal, right? I, I need to get that down early so I get it con- committed to a plant. I get a plant motivated to feed it, and that's how we start to unlock it. The next chance you really have for us is in the fall. So when you have all this trash in your field and you want to make sure that gets broken down and get those nutrients back in your soil. That's the other thing biology does for you. So that's your second shot.
0: I would use your stuff at time of planting or after harvest when I want to get the big bang out of that. And so we're talking about melting down the nutrients that are there and improving the soil. health. We're asking the questions that you're asking us. Why do I need organics? Where are biologicals? What are biologicals? How do I use them? When would I use them? If I want to start and dabble in this, how would I go about doing it? Those are the questions we asked. You got the answers. Brian... Hansel, Brian uh, Moorfeld, and of course my friend Mike Wingrove and Chad Henderson. I'm Damian Mason. For more cool stuff, go and look at all the library that we've created. Hundreds and hundreds of videos at ExtremeAg.Farm.